Good morning, friends. Hello. Welcome back to Daily Prayers. I'm Pastor Randall Friesen, and it's good to be back with you. I had probably the last week off from Daily Prayers uh, because I was in Chicago for the week. I had board meetings down there, and uh, it was good to be down there, but it was one of those, you know, airport hotels where everybody flies in and you meet, and it's pretty intense. You start early and you go till late in the evening for, what was it, uh, three, four, three, four days. And, uh, yeah, we got our work done that we needed to accomplish. But uh, but then coming home, then coming home, uh, there was a snowstorm in Toronto. So my plane out of Chicago got delayed. I left the hotel around 7 a.m. and got to the airport for my early flight, but the flight had been delayed, so then I missed my connection. And then so then later on, a couple hours later, they flew me in into Toronto after all that snow uh, storm. And then, then they flew me to Montreal, which, hi, Montreal, that's the first time I've ever been in Montreal. Turns out they speak French there. <laughs> I mean, I knew that, but, you know. I didn't know that practically, but yep, it was nice. I've never been to, never been to Montreal. I thought of you, thought I'd given you a shout, but uh, but I only had an hour and a half or so there, uh, so that's how that went. And I was trying to figure out what the menus were saying for food, so I ended up not bother eating because I couldn't interpret the French, and I was getting cranky by that time. And then the whole evening was spent flying uh, back to Edmonton, which was over a four-hour flight. Which I said to the person beside me, I think I could be in London by this time if I if I just kept going, or somewhere in Europe after another four hours after Montreal. But it was good. It is so good to be home, and uh, I'm still kind of bagged. I'm still pretty fuzzy, tired. I was just checking in on this day in 1867. The United States bought Alaska from Russia for seven million two hundred thousand, or two cents an acre. What a what a steal! What a deal that was. I have a friend. Uh, well, there was a friend who's on the board who's from Alaska, so he fl- flies in from Alaska, and we were having a chat. And I said, I don't know what we were thinking as Canada ever letting the U.S. buy Alaska. We should have bought it and just owned the whole chunk of land from here to there. And now it's probably not affordable, and we we had a laugh. And he would he would have appreciated being an, being a Canadian as opposed to an American. But we missed that opportunity. That opportunity flew the coop. It was gone. Uh, but so what we've been doing is working our way through Psalm 119, uh, and it's an acrostic uh, done to the Hebrew alphabet. And so we're drawing near the end of the Hebrew alphabet now, and we're on Resh today. And so there's a few verses that we will read that have to do with this uh, Hebrew alphabet. So let's read the word today, friends. Look upon my suffering and rescue me, for I have not forgotten your instructions. Argue my case, take my side, protect my life as you promised. The wicked are far from rescue, for they do not bother with your decrees. Lord, how great is your mercy. Let me be revived by following your regulations. Many persecute and trouble me, yet I have not swerved from your laws. Seeing these traitors makes me sick at heart. 
because they care nothing for your word. See how I love your commandments, Lord. Give back my life because of your unfailing love. The very essence of your words is truth. All your just regulations will stand forever. The word of the Lord for us, friends. There's this this one grabs me grabs my attention. Um, verse one fifty eight. It 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 says it makes me sick at heart. Makes me heart sick. Sick at heart. Why? Because they care nothing for your word. The foolish ones. The the enemies of God. Um, yeah, seeing these traitors or traitors or people who maybe used to follow after God but turned their back on God and went away. Seeing these traitors makes me sick at heart. I get heart sick, he says, because they really care nothing for your word. That is a word that is applicable today as it was ever in David's day. There are people who say they esteem the word of God and they hold it highly. But do they? Do they then live it out? Do they esteem the word of God? Do they walk it out, live it out, do what it says? Right now in our denomination, we're working through some biblical interpretation, some hermeneutics. Uh, and, and it's hard because not everyone agrees on what the word says. And that makes one heart sick, makes me heart sick anyway. Uh, but this, David's talking about in verse 157, many persecute and trouble me, yet I have not swerved from your laws. Seeing these traitors makes me sick at heart. So they must have, like I say, been old followers. And then he gets into, and this is probably for me the, the heart of this little uh, part of this poem. Verse 160, the very essence of your word is truth. The very essence of your word is truth. And it doesn't matter the day you read this, the generation you read this in. The essence of the word of God is truth. In this book, what the words that Jesus declared, the words that God spoke, and he spoke life into cre creation, and he created life among us. The very essence of your word is truth. All your just regulations will stand forever. Truth has taken a beating in this age, in this generation, and it's become very subjective to the point where even our national leaders, truth has become subjective for them as well. And we saw in America uh, with a previous uh, national leader whose truth was so subjective that it was whatever he wants it to be. And so... As our leaders, even in Canada and around the world, as our leaders model to us the subjectivity of truth, we lose the understanding that truth is absolute. There's no absolute truth in any longer. And, and the truth of whether you shot somebody is relative. Did you shoot somebody? Well, mm, I did this and I was doing this and I did this. And so truth truth. Is lost. There is no absolutes any longer. This is one of the great sins of our generation right now, is the truth has become relative. It's lost its absoluteness. And into this growing sense of darkness where there are traitors with the word of God comes David who says, 
The very essence of your words is truth. The very essence of the words of God is truth. So God cannot lie. When God says something, he speaks the truth. And his word is full of this truth. The very essence is truth. Christ's words were truth, were true. And his regulations will stand forever. Friends, we need a truth injection. We need something in our lives that we can just hang our hats on. And we can say, this is true. Whatever may come, this is true. And I have been blessed because I have lived my life uh, by this, by the word of God that I believe to be true. Um, it is truth. And when you, when you live it out and you understand and when you receive it as truth, you actually receive the benefit by faith of something that is solid and anchor holding in your life. If you live out the word of God because it's true, if you try to walk your life by it, you will find great benefit and great, great blessing because the word, the essence of the word of God is truth. That I want to get in your heart today, friends. The very essence of the word of God is truth, truth, because you all need truth in your lives. We can't exist without truth somehow. Because then we end up making up our own truth. And once we start making up our own truth, we can't trust ourselves. We can't trust our motives. We can't trust what is truthful and what isn't any longer. That is a really scary place to live. Let's pray together. Would you join me in prayer? And would you pray for me in these days? I'm just so uh, kind of exhausted and tired. And I could use your prayers. As you think of me, pray for me. And I will pray for you. Let's pray together now. Heavenly Father, I, I, I see in this world all over the place that, that your word and truth has become a, a waste. It's tossed away. Truth has become subjective and everyone does what's right in their own eyes as they make up their own sense of what is true and what isn't. Father, we need an anchor and I thank you that you offer us this anchor in your word, that your word is truth. We need this anchor. And I ask you to attach the word to our hearts that would anchor us down into the bedrock of your love. And I pray for my friends today, whatever they're facing, whatever they're going through, I pray that truth may penetrate their hearts, that you love them, that you love us, and that you always will. Let your word get in there, Father, and just solidify our own love and our own healing and our own growth as people. Pray your blessing upon each of us today to the glory of God, I pray this. And in the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. I want you to remember today the truth that Jesus loves you. I don't know what you're going through today. I don't know what you're facing. There is truth for you today. There is a place to anchor your heart in truth that is bedrock and is immovable. And that's the word of God. Take some time and do that today. Spend some time with the word of God. It's good to be back with you. I've missed you. I hope you're doing well. Hope you're doing okay, making it through these days. It was fun to meet you, Montreal, for the first time in my life. It looks kind of interesting from the air <laughs> and from the airport, but it is so good to be home. Take care of yourselves. Be careful out there as you come and as you go. 
and may God be close to you. Lord willing, we'll see you again next time for some more truth that you can hook your anchor into. But for now, take care. Bye-bye.